0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network Roundtable. I'm Ron Johnson from the Ron Johnson Show. That's Sam Ekstrom. That's Luke Inman. We are very thankful you guys joined us today, and it's a great show today. Why? Why? It's Vikings-Packers week. It's also New Year's Day. So for everybody that's going to make their resolutions, everybody's going to wake up the next day, you get to sleep in a little bit because the Vikings don't. Well, I don't. I got to do a pregame show with Mark Rosen early in the morning at 10 a.m. But you guys get to sleep in for a 325 kickoff of the Vikings versus the Packers. And you know what? No better person to talk to about the Vikings-Packers matchup on our roundtable than Peter Bukowski. Um, When you guys – heard the news this week he made some comments about the vikings being frauds and we're equal opportunist podcast network so we got to bring peter on to defend himself and just really explain because a lot of times hot takes get given and then people only see a snippet of it uh i watched a lot of it and it never got better so we're gonna let peter try to explain himself (laughs) out of this one uh i wore my avengers shirt just so that he understands how serious this is he's not thanos we've already discussed that yesterday he's not thanos he's more like puss in boots is is like somehow joined into the avengers uh saga and become like one of the weird like he's loki we'll give him loki he's a he's a tricker trickeration trickery got to sorcery type of guy so he's going to join us we're also going to talk about the gophers bowl game because there were some things that happened in that game that we have to discuss that the ncaa has to deal with eventually it's coming i don't know when but it's coming, but we're going to talk about the Gophers game. We're also going to jump into some early predictions of MVPs, maybe Coach of the Year. We'll see how much time we have on the pod today. But with no further ado, again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom, and that's Luke Inman. Also, make sure you download the Locked On Sports app. It's on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can get all of our shows, all of our videos. You can leave comments on Twitter. Join in, share, comment. And just tell your friends about us. Well, fellas, as we jump into this Vikings-Packers matchup, I guess we'll call it, because it's not really a matchup in my opinion. I feel like this is going to be kind of one of those weird games where it doesn't have an identity. Why? Because it doesn't really matter as much to the Vikings as it does to the Packers. Uh, Even though the Vikings want to stay in front of the 49ers, I think the Vikings' biggest thing is getting to the playoffs healthy. If you look at Jalen Hurts, getting hurt. That's a problem for the Eagles down the stretch. I feel like that's going to come back and get them if Jalen Hurts is not healthy. So I think the Vikings have that in mind as well. How healthy can we be? But jumping out there, Vikings Packers. Sam, I'll start with you. What are some things
2: you're looking for in this game? So David Bakhtiari has been hurt. He is on his way back. He's been limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday, has a chance to play. Bakhtiari didn't play week one. Remember that. Mm -hmm. So we have yet to see... Zadarius Smith versus David Bakhtiari all eyes are going to be on that matchup that edge rusher who used to be in Green Bay maybe some hard feelings there with the way that all went down David Bakhtiari the stalwart left tackle that's going to be an unbelievable matchup to watch and could have a huge role in the game Aaron Rodgers has not really been pressured that much this year. Has one of the lower pressured rates of NFL QBs. But he has struggled more under pressure this year than usual. He's 23rd in passer rating when pressured. If they can get their front four at him, I think it really changes this football game. And they're going to have to probably go through back Diari. So I've got all eyes on the edge uh, whether Zadarius will have a big game again against his former team. Luke, what you got?
3: Yeah, well, you know, you, Ron, you brought up a great key on the football party about manufacturing Dalvin Cook's touches in an efficient way versus this Packers 3-4 front seven. Force them to keep that gap integrity sound, and by doing so, hopefully what you can find is an extra few creases in there, which we all know is sometimes all that guy needs to get him loose and he can impact the game. And as much as I think this has become a passing league and a pass-first team with the weapons this offense has, Mm -hmm. Galvin Cook is still such an important piece to the bigger puzzle in running the football late in December and January, maybe more vital and important now than it ever has been. And plus, let's not forget this, too. The success he's had against the Packers in his career. Take out the Sean Mannion game just for a second when Kirk had COVID. Dalvin's played in seven games versus the Packers. He scored nine touchdowns and almost 900 all-purpose yards in seven games. And for whatever reason, too, you get the chef and Lambeau. Dude starts cooking. Again, take out that Sean Mannion game just for a second. He's put up 417 all-purpose yards in his last two games. 208 all-purpose yards on average twice. He's averaged 159 yards on the ground alone those two games. So Dalvin loves playing the Packers. He loves playing them in Green Bay and getting one of your most dynamic players involved in the offensive game plan. While the Packers defense, you know they're just going to be hyper-focused on stopping J.J. That's a huge key in this one.
0: Yeah, and I agree. For me, I think it's going to come down to this Jair Alexander piece. Like He keeps opening his mouth to the media, and and granted, he has the bravado. He has the skill. He's a good player. Um, But I feel like he's opening himself up to just uh, 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 eventually overdoing it because when you talk so much about, oh, it was a fluke. Well, first it was a fluke. Uh And now, oh, no, sorry. First, it was you didn't get to cover Justin Jefferson. Now it's like fluky, like, oh, well, you know, he got some big plays here and there against us. But if I was on about like, you got to make your mind up. Either he killed you guys and you wish you had covered him or it was a fluke and you just weren't in the game plan either way or he, and you were on him like it, it doesn't match up to how he's kind of wording it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he's just trying to psych himself up. You know, you look at Deion Sanders and, and, and Andre Risen. Uh, you look at Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice. You look at all these matchups where, where big-time corners versus big-time receivers, uh, Darrell Revers versus Randy Moss. You know, that, that was a matchup that I love. Why? Because there wasn't a lot of talking. Randy didn't say a lot. Revis didn't say a lot. It's just like, look, this is this is two giants that have to face each other. Let's just go play. And so J.J.'s not saying much. It's Jai Alexander that keeps bringing this up with with the Vikings and with Justin Jefferson but here's where I go with this too not only are the Vikings really good it's it's the Packers not allowing Kirk Cousins back on the field that's the other matchup to watch how often can the Vikings defense get the Packers off the field and when you look at third and seven to eleven Green Bay is actually 33.3 percent converting and the Vikings are 32.1 so these are two pretty even offenses like the offenses on third and seven to eleven are pretty pretty much the same. Like this is this is one of those matchups. Like I said earlier in the open, that I just feel like there's no true identity to this game. So that's what I'm watching. I'm watching J Alexander versus Justin Jefferson. I got another quick one before we bring Peter Bukowski in uh, for you guys. I'm gonna go with you first, Luke. Luke, if the Vikings win this one, but Justin Jefferson doesn't have a big game, what do the people think of that? And Kirk Cousins still has a big game.
3: That's a great question, Ron, because all eyes right now, all the focus is on JJ and those records, both the reception and the yardage record right now. And again, we both talked about this week, you assume the Packers defense is going to be hyper-focused on stopping him. If Kirk has a big game, that means he's finding KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson and not forcing this thing. You can't let this record thing stick in the back of your mind when you're playing quarterback in the NFL and you're out on that field. You got to take what the defense give you. Don't force this thing with JJ if it's there sure take it all day but I assume I expect the Packers defense to double that man shadow him safety over the top all game long literally for four quarters if Kirk has a big game but JJ's quiet that's okay that's just them evolving and kind of adjusting to what the defense gives them that's okay
2: Sam what do you think about that one doesn't Thielen have one vintage game in him yet this year I mean I don't think he has a hundred yard game I think Thielen is sitting on a big one. I, I He's got a 200-yard game under his belt at Lambeau. He's done it before. I'm not saying he's doing in 200, but Adam Thielen is due. Um, his health is an issue, and that always concerns me, but I still think that if he gets the requisite number of targets – um, he can he can produce, and if Justin Jefferson is double covered, if he's taken you know the attention of Alexander and Amos, whoever it might be, uh, I think that Thielen could actually be the leading receiver in this game, and the Vikings will take that.
0: And where i go with it is if if Justin Jefferson doesn't have a big game, one, we're going to hear a lot from Joe Alexander that, you know, he did his job, uh, he silenced Justin Jefferson. But if Kirk Cousins has a big game, I think that adds to Kirk's narrative of this season of doing just what needs to be done in order to win these games. We've seen three games where Justin Jefferson didn't have a big one, and the Vikings came away with a loss in two of them. So I think the key is going to be, What's worked the most? It is getting Justin Jefferson the ball. I think they're going to manufacture. But if somehow, some way, Justin has one of those off games again, but they still win and Kirk has a big game, just ask to that MVP narrative that maybe it's both of them and not just one. Well, we have a word from our sponsors, Sam.
2: Yes, we do. Right before we get to Peter Bukowski, let me tell you about Bet Online, betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. That's where we track. All of the lines from all of the games. Gophers yesterday in the bowl game, they didn't cover. Ron needed them to cover, and they didn't. They won by eight with a garbage time cover by Syracuse. Just cruel. Uh, Vikings against the Packers. The Packers are favored. They're favored by three at Lambeau Field. And they've even got the lines for Week 18. The Vikings are favored by two in Chicago in Week 18. We'll see how that moves after that Week 17 matchup. Uh, but you can get all that at betonline.net. Also, all the bowl season lines, the uh, college football playoff lines, MLB when when baseball comes back, UFC, everything's there. Betonline, it's where the game starts. And now we get into Peter Bukowski.
0: Well, people, it's the moment you all been waiting for. It's the Peter Bukowski appearance on the round table for Locked On Sports Minnesota. He has to defend himself, and we are an equal opportunist podcast, as I stated earlier. We have to let him because it's one of those moments that uh, his video got a lot of li- uh, links, uh, clicks. Sorry, Sam's video got a lot of clicks of us rebutting uh, his. They are frauds. They don't have the stats to back it up. Well, you know what? L- let's not even let's not even hold it up. Peter, thanks for joining us on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Roundtable. Uh, you made some comments about the Vikings being frauds and that the data or data doesn't stand up to the eye test or your test, explain yourself.
2: Yeah, take that
1: for data, right? Um, I, I, do, I do have to tell you, I did, even though they lost, I had to rep Syracuse after last night with Minnesota. Because they covered? Because they covered. Great teams cover. Everyone knows this. Um, so what I, what I thought was really interesting, so I, I, did, I watched the show, I listened to it, I thought it was great, I had a lot of fun listening to it. And Luke and I, if you didn't listen to our crossover, we had a blast on Locked on Packers and Locked on Vikings going back and forth on this. So I, I think there's some really interesting things with the win probability stuff that Arif mentioned in terms of the close game uh, uh, wins being 11-0, historic record in these close games. I, I want to hear from you guys because I, I need someone to explain this to me That because I, I can't figure it out. I really can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is not a troll move. I am genuinely trying to get an answer to this. So in the first three quarters – The Vikings are 24th in EPA per play on offense. They're 27th in defensive EPA per play through the first three quarters in the fourth quarter, which is, that was your thing, Ron. They're so good in the fourth quarter. They are third in EPA per play on offense, fourth in EPA per play on defense. So why is it, what is the explanation for why they are a bottom eight team in through three quarters and then a top five team in the fourth quarter? Cause that I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. And and Luke's explanation is essentially, and I don't want to make anyone not Luke Inman, Luke Braun. I don't want to make anyone on this show defend Luke Braun because that is a fool's errand, right? But <laughs> uh, this this idea that it's all coaching or that Kevin O'Connell stresses situational football, it's like, okay, well the first three quarters have situational football in it too. So why isn't that stuff showing up through the first three quarters and having watched Minnesota all year, I don't have a good answer. I watched them through three quarters and I I'm going, I just watched them play awesome in the fourth quarter. What is this team doing? I, I assume some Vikings fans have similar experiences watching this team. Like what is, what is happening? So can, can you tell me what is happening? Cause I don't get it.
2: Yeah, the, those long periods during the game that seem to happen every week are very frustrating to Vikings fans, Peter. Here's my, my best guess at it. Um, in the middle of the game, they are still hammering the run. They're still trying to establish Dalvin Cook, and their run success rate is very low this season Dalvin has had some big explosive plays and some huge moments late in games. And that also speaks to the fourth quarter success. Cause he's had some huge runs in the fourth quarter and um, catches that Colts game. The yeah, among them, right? The, the screen, yeah, the 64 yard screen, one of the biggest plays of the year. So when they've tried to run Dalvin cook, it hasn't always gone well. It's set them behind the chains. It's led to more three and outs um, and more failed possessions in the fourth quarter. When they are compelled to pass the ball more or if they're behind to force the pass, it's often to Justin Jefferson and it's often successful because Justin Jefferson is a cheat code. So while Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins may make the cautious play in quarters one, two and three and not throw to Justin Jefferson in a tight window in the fourth quarter, he's doing that. And Justin Jefferson has the most yards of any player in the fourth quarter of this season because he rewards Kirk Cousins for those risks. To me, that's the answer. Like if you look, watch that Giants game back um, last week, third down and ten, du- you know, double covered safety over the top with yeah. inside leverage, incredible he throws play. to Jefferson. He makes the play. Third and nine, zero blitz. Kirk throws it to an area. Justin makes the catch. Uh, third and eleven, screen to Jefferson. He makes it with with his legs. Um, so just just Jefferson making plays in the fourth quarter honestly has gone such a long way toward elevating this team late in games that I think that's actually a big explainer. And then on defense, timely turnovers. Um, when And that's not necessarily sustainable, but stripping the football on the final drive in the Bears game, uh, stripping the football in Miami when they were about to go down and tie it, like stuff like that um, has – Josh, Allen at, Josh mm-hmm. Allen at the goal line. Josh Allen at the goal. Yep, yeah, that's a great example. So um, I, that's my best guess. I'd like to hear what Ron has to say.
0: So here's where I go with it. And this is is more football. Uh, At the end of the day, you have a job to do. And, And when you look at jobs, sports is one of the only jobs you get to watch somebody do their entire job when it matters most from start to finish. And so if you think about most jobs in other places, you don't get to go watch, you know, a car company every single minute in the key moments when a car comes off the line. You just see the finished product. So if you were to see the finished product of the Vikings at 12 and three, and you were to look at the stats, you would just say, you know what, man, this is a really good car company. Like I'm going to buy more stock in the Minnesota Vikings. But the fact that you get to watch it, it, it changes your mentality. And also the quarterback, if this were Tom Brady, and I've said this over and over again, say whatever you want. Kirk Cousins past is what continues to, to is it's looming over him. It's like a dark cloud that follows him. If this were Tom Brady, they were 12 and 3. If this was the 12 and three Packers and they were winning the same way, everybody would be calling Aaron Rodgers some kind of ayahuasca god, and <laughs> that he saw the world coming before it came. And so when you think about that, you think about what this is. And so here I go with this first quarter, the Vikings have 79 first downs. That's fifth in the NFL. They have 27.6% of first down or touchdowns. That's fifth. When you look at the number of plays, all the all their metrics, and I'll put the teams up here. All their metrics of teams they're leveled out with. You got the uh, – let me go back to the touchdowns. You got the uh, – uh, you got Philly. You got Kansas City. You got Buffalo, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, L.A. Chargers. Like, think about that. Those are that. good teams. Think about that. You know, you go back. You got the the percentages. You got Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, Cincinnati, San Francisco. Green Bay's up in there. And this is now I'm talking about second or third quarter. I've switched it. Second or third quarter for the Vikings, the middle of the road, 23.7. They're in the bottom half. And and here's where I go with this. They do such a great job on first down. It's like Peter Bukowski when he was in school. He would have that great first semester, and then he would (laughs) jack it off the rest of the year and somehow finish with a 3.1. Like, that's what the Vikings are doing. They start off off so fast that when they make mistakes – like that's, and I mean, think about it. Every teacher taught you that. Do well early so that when you start to screw up, when it gets warm, hey, you, you you have a cushion to make mistakes. And they have that cushion to make mistakes. Now, do they want to get make them that close where it's down to the wire and they need the ACT to get into college? No, <laughs> but that's where they're at. They're literally a star player that had a 4.0 to start the year, got really good, fell apart, graduated with a 2.8, and needed an 18 or 19 on ACT just to get into college. Like That's where the Vikings are. And so who, who cares how the games finish? Because it's all about the wins. If they were to lose all – so one-score games, they're 11-0. If they were to be 0-11, we'd be talking about how bad of a team this is, how bad luck they have. Oh, my God, they just, they just can't last finish year, games. They couldn't, they couldn't, last they couldn't win like those Saber. games
3: last year. 2021. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if we act like mental health is not a big deal, if we act like – awareness of yourself is not a big deal if we act like believing in yourself is not a big deal we're kidding ourselves Kevin O'Connell has found a way to unlock them to believe in themselves believe in big moments believe that at no point are we ever out of these games you see teams look look at the Colts the Colts were up 33 points in the minute the Vikings scored three times the Colts gave up
2: like yeah, the Colts stopped the
0: playing They were just like, oh my god, how did we give up three touchdowns? Oh, we gave up a fourth touchdown. What? Like you could see that the crowd for the Vikings was still cheering, as if the game was a one-point game, and they were down by three touchdowns at that point. They scored two touchdowns, and the coach—you could see the whole sideline just like looking around, like, what the heck are we doing, fellas? And so that's what the difference is in the Vikings team—is there do
2: you, yeah. let me, so is
1: this let me just see if I'm, I'm summarizing your point so i understand it so basically the analogy that i'm i'm going to use is they're the gifted student who knows they're gifted so they can they can go out and in the first quarter they're going to play well because they're they're just good They're just a super talented team and they are then they just kind of get bored the middle of the game like whatever like we can we know we can do this and then when the stakes are the highest and they need it they have the star players. This is actually where I think Luke Braun's argument is the most strong because Justin Jefferson and, and Sam made this point. Justin Jefferson in have to have it situations, you have that guy defensively. You have Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter and guys on defense who can make those clutch plays, and, and that's enough to win you games. I think I think all of those arguments are compelling. I think when, when I'm looking at how good a team is, though, overall, why? why is that not true for a team like Kansas city who has been there and done that every year? They're going to the super bowl or the AFC championship game. They get bored in the middle of these games and still win by two touchdowns. So I guess that's where is that disconnect? Where, why aren't they, why don't they have the profile in the aggregate of some of those other teams? Why don't they win more by, by some of these bigger games? And I, I understand some of the backdoor covers and some of that stuff, but Theoretically, the Bills could do that too. Theoretically, the Bengals could do that too. The Eagles could do that too. The 49ers could do that too. The Cowboys could do that too. And they don't. So that's that's where I think the difference is. So I I actually think all of your arguments are compelling in terms of explaining this team. I'm just saying I think there is a gap between this team and those other teams. And and that's the difference. So in terms of like when I say they're frauds, I don't mean I think they're five win team. Like I just don't think they're in the same class as the 49ers or the Eagles or the Cowboys, and it's because they, those teams play more consistently than than the Vikings do, even if they are, there might be explanations in some ways for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: but if you're looking for consistent play, so here's where I go with this. You're looking for consistent play. You're saying there's no data.
1: By the way, this is ayahuasca.
0: Here's the data. <laughs> <laughs> here's the data for you. When you look at defenses, Super Bowl 31, which your Packers were in, up to Super Bowl 50 defenses teams that have the number one defense and actually win the super bowl there's been five teams with the number one defense and lose the super bowl with the one or two defense there's been five like so it's not really about like you have to have a certain formula to win and to be considered a real team like if you were to go back and say the different broncos with peyton manning won super bowl 50 they beat the carolina panthers were they a real team in your mind yes because or because of peyton manning was the quarterback he He had the 25th ranked offense he was terrible (laughs) They were not good. They had the twenty fifth ranked offense, but everybody was like, "Oh, that's a great team." When you go down and you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, number one defense in the NFL, won Super Bowl forty three. Their the offense was twenty first. The New York Giants had an eighteenth ranked offense and a thirteenth ranked defense. They weren't great. They won Super Bowl forty two. Like it, it, it it's one of those things where the formula doesn't always have to match the numbers, and it has to be a special way they win it. No. David Tyree was on the show. Helmet catch. That was like luck, but it also was skill. These moments can't happen in games without the mat- the data matching. So to say there's no data, that's where like it's you can't call a 12 and 3 team a fraud. Doesn't make sense. Because if they're frauds, then the Packers are absolute garbage trash like ninja turtle oh. slime like <laughs> i mean you if you put the them packers as a fraud, are seven and eight that's the difference if you the put packers, them as frauds right but the packers are seven eight and they're like no they're not though the packers are playing pretty well it's just the packers are running into buzz saws at times and can't find their way out of it where the vikings can now the buzzsaw teams like the eagles uh the cowboys those two games i chalk that up to like the eagles was just miscommunication of kirk and jj you look at those interceptions Kirk was throwing a run route. JJ was running a different route. He ran a fade. He ran a fade. Kirk threw a fade stop. He runs it out. Kirk throws a corner. Like those are two different. Those are miscommunications. But to say there's no stats and in the, the front like you can't use the word fraud just because you think they should be winning by two touchdowns. You play to win the game. That's it. You don't play to blow teams out. At the end of the day, when I go home, if I won, I won. That's it. You can't tell me I didn't beat you by a lot. I don't care. I beat you boxers you can't tell a boxer he's a fraud because he wins two to three or he wins one to two like hey i beat your ass more than you beat mine i'm the winner period and that's why like the word fraud to me there's one thing if a team sucked and they didn't have the metrics or the stats no this is a team that defensively their defense isn't playing great at all times but they're doing just enough so to say they're frauds because dvoa and all this other stuff like as a football player honestly i don't care about that stuff Like, you can't tell me what a play should get. It doesn't, like, that's what, I hate to use the word nerds, but that's what, like, PFF and all these people came up with stuff just to put on TV because they can't really explain football. But all that stuff, like, oh, yards he got that were expected versus unexpected, like, it's football. You can't tell me you thought Deion Sanders was going to do half the crap he did or Dante Hall with the Chiefs or Cordell Patterson. Like, nothing is expected. It's all unexpected. It's football like and but, and we, that's we where, do
1: see these other teams historically that they they like in every other sport it is pretty well accepted that something like point differential for example is a really good indicator of the a team's quality you look at runs scored in baseball all the top teams in runs scored last year were playoff teams i think the astros were third in in point in in score differential I the can't Bucks, use the astros they cheat But so like this was the everybody would have that that if they had a buzzer and a garbage The bulls were the third best team winning close games last year. They won close games a ton and everyone knew they were getting dog walked by the Bucks in the first round. The, The Bucks had a point differential on average of 10 plus. So why is why is number one? Why is football magically different? My answer would be it's not because if you look at all of these other really good teams, they win these games by. A touchdown or more on average and they have point differentials you know approaching 200 some of these really good teams so what makes this vikings team why don't they look like every other great team that the nfl has seen over the last 25 years like they they are a historical anomaly and so i get what you're saying ron like you play to win the game they they earn those 12 wins they get them they count but i think when we're talking about the quality of the team which helps us predict forward what they're going to do, you look and you say, okay, well, they don't have the same sort of profile as most of the good teams that we've seen over the last 25 years. Can they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, they can, because they're going to go to the playoffs. And once you go to the playoffs, weird stuff happens. The Giants beat the the undefeated Patriots, like weird stuff happens. But I just, I don't think they're in that same class. And I, I really, I don't think it's that close and, and that, here's what I and give so you. So that's for me. That's why I'm saying that's the fraudulent part. Like in terms of NFC contenders, they're not, because I don't think they're even close to the Eagles or the Cowboys or the 49ers or the Bills or the Chiefs. Like I think, I think they would get boat raced by those teams.
0: Super Bowl 41, the Colts had the number one offense. They had the 25th ranked defense, which is basically somewhere where the Vikings are going to end up. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had the 20th ranked offense, the first ranked defense, the Baltimore Ravens, 22 Ranked offense. But what was their point differential? Second. Check out the point difference. It doesn't matter. they, I, but, it, they won. Why not it matter if they they every won, other team they won. that, that were, because were you good, win if you win the Super if they go the whole season win the Super Bowl by one point at the end of the game? But those and they, teams and didn't. they have That's a negative point differential. But those teams. Do you didn't. think anybody really cares? No, nobody cares about point differential but, because no, no. they're winning. They're twelve it's, and three. But, no, no. But Ron, what's the what's the Packers' point differential? What's the Packers' point differential? Negative because they're a bad team. Right, like so, they're, they're they're they have a negative point differential, and they're if seven you and eight. And you
1: go to the Super Bowl and you win. No one, no one cares about point differential. But I'm saying if you go back and look at all those teams that won, those teams had they had a really good offense and a bad defense. Yeah, but they they beat teams. Like, yeah, that, but I guarantee, teams, like, if you have
0: out. a 25th ranked defense and you have a first ranked offense, that just means you're outscoring the other team. That's it. It doesn't matter the differential. Those teams outscored outscored those teams by a lot. They outscored. And,
1: and they no, were, I don't know about a lot.
0: I don't. It wasn't a lot. I can go back and look at because I know the coach one. That one was close, but they outscored them. That's it. The twenty-fifth ranked defense and the number one ranked offense. They just outscored the other team. So at the end of the day, it's about changing the narrative. And here's another narrative for you: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tony Dungy could never get over the hump. Never could get over the hump. John Gruden comes in with Tony Dungy's team and removes Keyshawn Johnson. That's it. That's all John Gruden did. He removed Keyshawn Johnson. So I don't know if the give me the damn ball was negative. Keyshawn's my dog, too. But I don't know if it was negative or what was going on. He removed Keyshawn Johnson halfway through the season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win a Super Bowl. Did anything change? No, because John Groom got fired because he couldn't re-replicate it. It was Tony's team, Tony's guys, Tony's culture, but they needed a different voice. You fast forward that. You look at Tony Dungy with the coats. The coach were terrible. Tony Dungy comes in, flips it. All of a sudden, now he has a quarterback, and he's like, look, you take over the offense. I'll stick with my defense, and let's see what happens. Sometimes there's a coach that just gets it and gets it done, and I think we're forgetting the human element in sports. Like all these numbers and everything and out there, and the, the numbers fear, the Twitter sphere, hey, they're winning. So again, to call to project
1: winning forward
0: to call a grown man it, a fraud, you just can't do it because it's not fraud. If they win those games, you can't say it's fraudulent. You can just say they didn't win the way I thought they should win and then move on. It's not fraudulent, it's winning because they're 12 and 3. Like I guarantee the Packers would give their left testicle to be 12 and 3 maybe and both. have that point differential.
1: Maybe both, like, but that's but, that's the but difference. Ron, is like to your we point, can say that, that Indianapolis Colts wrong. team that you referenced, they had a, a plus one eighty eight point differential, and the Bucks team that you referenced had a plus one. But do you know why they had a one eighty eight? Because they were beating teams by a lot. Did they beat every team by a lot though? They beat most of those teams by a lot. A, a plus one eighty-eight point differential means you're beating teams by twelve points a game. But this is what I tell you, right? Twelve points a
0: game. You're talking about twelve points a game
1: with a versus team half a point a game. That's, a what the, that's what the Vikings are averaging. With a, team, a, with a, a, a
0: defense giving up just as much. I don't care but how many points. As much. If, if I don't need by ten, I'm not giving up. Well, so how is your defense ranked twenty
1: fifth? then? is it good? If your defense ranked twenty fifth, is it good? It is. If I'm if I'm scoring thirty five, if I'm giving up twenty five, <laughs> and I'm scoring thirty five, that's good. You're fifth. Right? You're telling me a twenty fifth ranked defense is good? If I'm giving up, no. I'm telling you for a team. So okay,
2: no, 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 no.
0: I'm stop getting, there. Stop no, there. This, is this, a twenty fifth ranked defense good? Yes or no?
1: No.
3: But right. one ranked offense so is. So if the twenty is fifth ranked defense isn't good, and the first ranked defense and
0: offense can carry them. It's a team one.
3: Hey, punters are people too. What about special teams, guys? Come on. <laughs> I get both sides of the coin. I'm sure everybody listening at home does too. Ron is looking at it here in the present. Right now, they're 12 and three. They're a good team. Peter, like a lot of our jobs, it's to try to predict what they're going to do in the future. I understand there's a lot of holes we can poke at it. I and get.
0: everybody's saying that though. Everybody's trying to use that narrative, for sure. but I guarantee if it for was sure. not, if this same point differential, was Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't say they're frauds. It's just because they Kirk it. Cousins. I get it. That's the next deal. Did in this we forget 2019
1: deal. when Vikings fans called the Packers the most fraudulent 13 and 3 team ever? Like, that was a thing. That was a thing. You guys <laughs> yeah, were there Vikings for that. fans. You guys that, were there v- for that. Vikings
0: fans called the Packers a fraud every year. Like, I'm talking about media. Did the media call yes. the Packers frauds? Yes. No. You yes, cannot find any. From the 2019 Packers, you can't find a media, yes, I, like a serious media member that on, did. I'll
1: send you a media packet. Send me a it. packet of where they said, Rogers, they said Aaron Rodgers.
0: They said Aaron Rodgers is not good. The team Devonte Adams is oh, not really happening. You, blah, all blah, blah, of the Aaron like,
3: Rodgers are not good clips. It was not. It was those. nothing
0: like what they're treating Kirk Cousins. I can promise you. Okay, that.
3: Let, let me let me ask you guys this to both your points because a lot of stats. Just real quick, a lot of stats have been thrown out this week. But is there, or or I guess what is the stats that highlight and showcases the importance and value of play in crunch time in fourth quarter? Like, is there something that weighs the importance of fourth quarter play? Mm-hmm and how it translates into successor wins. Because I know it's still important to play good football for quarters one, two, and three, but I think most would agree playing your best football at the end of the game should also be highlighted or emphasized or valued more in turn, rewarded to at least a degree when breaking down some of these stats and matchups. To Ron's point, how many times did we watch Brady do nothing for three quarters, only to go off in the fourth quarter and win all those games? Dude made a Hall of Fame career out of it. We know that. I'm not comparing Cousins to Brady, but I do think there should be some sort of measuring stick that weighs and takes into account teams playing their best football when it matters most because ever since KOC was brought in he did put an emphasis on this team to be in the best position to succeed and be prepared when it was down in crunch time so I don't think it's a coincidence that they're winning close games they're finding ways to win and for that I just don't think it's as black and white to just say they're getting lucky but I don't either by the way I don't think they're just getting lucky okay fair enough is there a stat though that kind of shows even just to a degree, how the Vikings and Packers both stack up when it comes to fourth quarter play. Let's say this thing's tied in the fourth quarter. Is there a stat or metric that kind of shows us how both of them have looked in the fourth quarter down in crunch time?
1: Well, mm-hmm. yeah, EPA, you can you can separate any of these stats by quarter. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Vikings are a great fourth quarter team by EPA per play. I mean, I think Arif mentioned yesterday that, that he thinks that that has outstripped um, the Football mm-hmm. Insiders' DVOA metric, which, which adjusts for defense. Mm-hmm. I like them both. I think they're both useful. Um, but, you know, look, to Ron's point, I, you have to watch. And I, I do think there is something intangible. Matt LaFleur said it this week. Momentum is real, he thinks. The analytics people think otherwise. I, I am not one of those people. I think momentum is real. Even if we can't measure it, I think it, it is real. And confidence is real. And so if you're winning these close games, I think you there is a part of you that says, I have belief we can do it in the fourth quarter. Interestingly, that 2019 Packers team, that a lot of people called frauds, beat a Seahawks team by one score in the playoffs that had been historically good in one score games, Mm. that same 2019 Seahawks team. Mm. And I remember Ben Baldwin writing about it, that Pete Carroll in the Russell Wilson era was 500 in close games. Wow. But that season, Mm. because this, this is just sort of like how this works over time. These things regress and find their level because close games the NFL is really close. Like Ron knows this. The talent disparity is really, really close game to game. It's three or four plays. Like you guys know this. And so it's really, it's really hard um, to win any game. So over time, these close games, it's gonna, it's gonna balance out. But like I think Luke Braun on my show made a great point that it's kind of too late this season because the wins are banked and they're going to the playoffs, and that means they have a chance to go to go win as many games as they need to. It's just funny that in that 2019 season, the Packers won a bunch of close games. The, the Seahawks won a bunch of close games. And then in the playoffs, one of them had to lose, and it just happened to be in a close game. This is just what happens because all these teams are mm-hmm. so close that – it's not it's just not a sustainable way to win and that's why mm. I say it's not a good indicator of team quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's winning
2: difference. Winning four close games in the playoffs against those quality of teams is going to be tough. And so if you yeah. use point differential as a harbinger, it doesn't but look you'll take the wins. It doesn't look great yeah. for the Vikings and you'll always take the wins of course. I think the Vikings path and I said this earlier in the week is that the majority of Super Bowl teams are fueled by a top quarter offense. Like they're they're among the 25 Best offensive teams yeah. in the league, um, and the Vikings. If you look at certain, st- I mean, you you can obviously go play to play by play da- data, and it might not be as as kind. But overall points scored, they're seventh. Passing offense, they're sixth. Like this is an explosive passing offense. I think that has the potential to carry them if the defense is not terrible. Like part of your argument, Peter, is that they're they're bad on offense and they're bad on defense, and that is a problem because the defense has let them down sometimes for three quarters. It- if the defense is not terrible, then I think they have the high-end passing offense to potentially make a playoff run. And also, scheme. First-year scheme, I think, has also been a setback for them in those middle quarters as Kevin O'Connell tries to figure out his play sequencing as well. Kirk Cousins getting comfortable, um, throwing more inter- throwing more interceptions than he has in the past. Uh, I do think that Every single week, they learn a little bit more about this scheme, and I think you're seeing signs that, especially on offense, they're getting more and more comfortable in it, and that could be sort of an intangible that's not accounted for in the stats that we see now. Here's
0: where I go with this, though, too. So before we get out of here, and 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 the only reason I know the coach is because of Tony Dungy, and so I'm sticking with that. I don't have time to research every team, but this is where I was waiting on. I was waiting for Peter to tell me a 25-ranked defense is good. So first of all, that means the Vikings defense is good. So I don't ever want to hear you say that again about the Vikings defense being bad because they're getting it done. Hold up, Oh, oh. You said they're frauds, right? The Colts Mm -hmm. won eight one-score games. Eight. 26 to 21. 21 to 14. 31 to 28. 14 to 13. They had a bunch of close games as well. They had the number one ranked offense, but their defense could not just slow people down. Now, this is the reason why they had those 188 points because you just have to look at a couple games. They put 43 up on the Houston Texans. They put 45 on the Philadelphia Eagles. They put 34 on the Cincinnati Bengals. That's your points right there. It only so takes where three are those games. games for Minnesota.
1: It only takes three games. have only been on games. the other end of those games. They've right? only like, really been teams getting are, their butts kicked in those Houston games. Houston in the Houston Texans were ass. The
0: Vikings game. haven't played a team that was ass like that. Like, those teams were trash. I mean, like, the they ba- played they, the Houston they, Texans. The Bears.
1: the Bears are bad.
0: The Bears are not bad. They have the number one ranked rushing offense in the NFL. The,
1: they played the Bears before they figured it out, though.
0: They they have the number one. No, they still ran the ball. They had the number one ranked,
1: well, but they NFL. ran the ball because the Vikings
0: defense is bad. They have the number. They beat the Bears though. They beat them,
1: but, but they, they had the they, number one. But ranked, they had to come back to. They had the, the, the number Bears. one the ranked play the Bears team. twice and beat them handily twice, and they're seven and eight. But I'm just saying, good. Teams Sometimes will, they, some teams don't teams show up. Beat the crap out of bad teams, and some, bad teams, sort of, no, some bad teams. some bad teams show up. Some bad, the Colts are the, bad. The Colts got beat by the Jaguars, seventeen yeah, to forty-four. The Colts are bad. This Colts team is bad. Oh, you talking about Vikings this? I'm talking about that, team. that Colts team. That Colts team lost to the
0: to Jaguars. They lost to the Jaguars, seventeen to forty-four.
1: It happens. It happens. I understand. Good teams why, get beat by a lot. It, why bad teams show up and play Vikings? well? Bad why teams show up and play well. Why, why haven't the Vikings done it? Because it's not like they played all good teams. But they beat like, the Packers. What are you talking about? By more than one score? Well, okay. That's the only game this season. And it was- They got two one. more yeah. left. They got the Packers again. So they'll beat their ass again by
0: a lot. And then they got okay. the Bears left. We'll and they're see. probably going to beat the Bears we'll by a lot. But That's those three games we're looking, looking for. Why didn't they, why didn't they, they haven't beat come the Colts.
1: up yet. Why didn't they beat the Colts by two touchdowns? They scored 39
0: points and a half.
1: You're after, telling me that's not good. Going down thirty-three to nothing. But you're telling like me you, is that is that not run. good? They put, a, they put up they put up four
0: hundred and fifty yards and you a half. Is that not good? Yesterday,
1: you can't have one without the other. You can't right. take the good. They put up four hundred fifty
0: yards. Right, and I'm, I'm
1: I'm admitting, yeah, they had some they had some some slow starts, but and they so put they up four hundred fifty yards. That
2: team, they should have beat that team by two touchdowns. So it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Peter's going to offer a full retraction, <laughs> and what's going to be good. <laughs>
0: Because you can't talk about point differential and then say, where are those three games? It doesn't matter where those three. I'm just saying the Colts didn't boat race everybody. They had a bunch of one score games, too. And they won a Super Bowl. They
1: did blow some people.
0: They blew out three people. And it wasn't a blowout. two more than the Vikings did. Okay. And the Vikings got two more games left. So okay. if they if they if they beat the Packers by more than I'll one score back, and the I'll Bears come by back and one say score, one hundred percent right. The Bowl, and if they, they, the thing, and you, the and they if they, they go in don't the Super Bowl, if they, they don't, and if they if they don't, and if they don't, you, right you right. know what? It doesn't matter because they're twelve and three. Okay. Like nobody expected them to be this good. Everybody was picking them to be a middle of the road team, and now everybody's so surprised they just want to talk about the Vikings because right, they know talking about the Packers doesn't help. You can talk about the Packers all day, and you're never going to get clicks. You if talk the about Vikings, the, Vikings, if the Vikings, people go are going to want Bowl, to listen to you. That's why ESPN does it. Super that's why CBS does it. That's why Fox does it. That's why CCL. Every network knows I need to talk about Kirk Cousins right now because they're hot. If I talk about Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to do anything for me.
1: I need to talk about wait, Kirk wait, Cousins wait. and the you Vikings. Kirk Cousins get more clicks than Aaron Rodgers? Are you serious right now? <laughs> so you're telling me right now. If ESPN, if ESPN,
0: if ESPN right now, if ESPN right now does no, no, a story no, about Aaron Rodgers, goodness. you're telling me that they're going to get more views about an Aaron Rodgers story than it will a Kirk Cousins story. Ron,
1: you this you cannot be serious. You're you t- absolutely cannot be. Serious what has Aaron Rodgers done this, this season? Is, that was this is madness.
0: What what is what has Aaron Rodgers this done this season that, that was pivotal? What has Aaron Rodgers done this season that's pivotal.
1: And they still talk about him every week. That's the thing. Even where, when team relevant, where? Is. I got
0: ESPN on all the time.
1: I rarely hear Aaron
0: Rodgers. I hear Devontae Adams in the Raiders. I hear possible trades. Nobody's talking about Aaron Rodgers.
1: They, McAfee, they're talking about I, Kirk Cousins. I, I, can, I McAfee. Can absolutely cannot. That McAfee. That's it. Because McAfee has him on the show the, the contractually Kirk every week. It's more clicks than Aaron Rodgers. I, when Kirk I, Cousins I, I takes his shirt off after a win, when that Kirk Cousins insane. takes his shirt
0: after a win, or when another a person says Kirk Aaron Cousins Rogers is a fraud, makes more
1: waves doing drugs in the off season than Kirk Cousins <laughs> does doing anything on the football field this <laughs> hey, season. Like exactly. Exactly. No, if Kirk Cousins did drugs, would exactly. If Kirk Cousins did drugs, Kirk Cousins does ayahuasca and goes on a podcast and talks about it, it will be great, and I hope he does it. You, wait, Kirk, wait, wait, so you just talked about a player doing illegal
0: drugs, and you think that's not going to get clicks? Come on now, Peter. Come on now you talking about illegal drugs not now. Not illegal in Peru? You're, you're, you're talking about illegal drugs now. Come on now. True. True. Tra- trafficking is not illegal in a lot of places too, and it you still can get arrested in the U.S. Come on All right, now.
3: not. run. it should Ron, be. How about this? How about Come on this? now.
0: How about we're ta- not, I'm not talking about illegal drugs. I'm talking about playing the game of football. If you were to just pull up and talk about Aaron Rodgers right now and the Packers not being that good, nobody cares. But when you talk about Kirk Cousins and what he's doing this season, Everybody's talking about because everybody's oh he's good. Oh he's not good. Oh, he's, he's the most controversial, if most I doubted did, if player I did a video and said in Aaron the Rodgers NFL
1: a fraud, it would get way more clicks than me. Yeah, because he's not a fraud. fraud. You know, Aaron Rodgers is saying, good,
0: but I'm you, saying, but you say that's, Kirk that's, Cousins that's is a, video, fraud. You that's that's a fraud, you say Kirk Cousins is a fraud, and everybody's gonna look at it because everybody knows everybody thinks that.
1: I can't believe this became Kirk Cousins is a victim.
2: Oh, I I, I can't he believe he's a victim of success. If he wasn't Amazing. successful,
0: nobody be this talking
3: about. Him. Welcome to
2: Lockdown Minnesota, Peter.
1: Hey, just saying.
2: I think we need a right. wager of some kind.
3: Yeah, I, I we do. Just, I'm just You're taking the three, three and a half. That. What's it at?
1: No, no, I'm getting there. Just saying. If because
0: every every games, point about a fraud but, was on, met, like, and like it still has wager. no you you all the data's out there, and the only thing you want to go off of is point differential. That's the only data you have. That's one thing. Point differential. That's it.
1: It's not. It's not.
0: But that's one thing. You got one thing to say on point differential. They're 12 and three. Other than that, it's point differential. Oh, they're not winning the games, but they're winning them in the second half. Oh, they're not doing this in second, quarter, but they're doing it in the fourth quarter. They won the game. That's it. That's all you have to stand on. Point differential.
1: No, it's not. But that's okay. What
0: else? What so, else do you have then? Other than point differential, what else do you have,
1: Ron? I I have I I just gave you all of the quarter data in EPA per play. If you look at right. any of the EPA data, EPA. Of- e- okay, so explain EPA. What is EPA? Estimated points added. Estimated, which means what? In a situation, what is the value of the play historically? Right. And so
0: who came up with that? It's based on historical data. So estimated points added, which means yeah. what? We're thinking how many points they could get. No, no. no. So
1: what is what is a four-yard gain on first and 10 worth, value-wise? There is, a, there is a mathematical answer to that. And so if on first and 10, you get four yards, that has a value. And then on, if on third and four, you get six yards, that has a value because it turns into a first down. So there's value there, but if you want to do more than EPA per play, the Vikings' offense 17th in EPA per play, 19th in DVOA, 14th in success rate, 18th in yards per play, 17th in yards per drive, and 13th in yards per drive. What are they in the NFC North? What are they in the NFC North? Mediocre. What are they in the NFC North? Productivity. Though? What are they in the NFC North? But but so, Ron, you just said I didn't Est- have any. Staff, so you're, talking about, you're talking about estimating. You're talking about estimating. I'm talking about actual standings. Right. I'm talking about,
0: I'm about actual though. Let's go actual. Actual 66 what? plays, they're first. 43.9% of first and second downs. They're top five. 29 first downs, they're second. Eight touchdowns, they're first. 49 passes. They're These are actuals. I'm not talking about estimated. You're talking about they get four plays on no, first no, down. No, Look, here, no, I'm going to give you a stat. I'm going to give you a stat. You're your saying, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. EPA, if Pat Mahomes were to go on first down every play and get nothing, and then on second down, get 10 yards, it's a first down. So does yeah. that EPA matter about his first downs? Hell no, because he's getting first downs. Like that's why stats he gets sometimes for the first down. On, but but down. stats, but but not the EPA on first down. Yes, he does. When you look at the stats, and he so gets right, and so for the first down. So this is my this is my point about EPA. Then how does that matter when on the, in the fourth quarter they're getting first downs on third down every time? So they how have does a that matter in the fourth quarter? How does that not. Right, but you're I'm talking about the whole game, the whole seat. You're talking EPA. Knows, at the end of the day, they're winning, they're getting first downs, and they're outscoring the other okay, team. Well then, so, on, hold on, hold on, I'm going to I'm tell you this, but I'm going to tell I you this. So stats, that EPA, all, it listen, that estimated play added, points added, all that stuff, it doesn't really matter if you're doing your job and winning the games. That's what I'm saying. You can't say they're frauds because they don't meet some mathematical numbers that somebody created. Like, that's why QBR versus passer rating, it's always going to be a debate. Because ESPN added their own stuff in the QBR just to help themselves out for something to talk about. And, oh, when he's pressured, when he's, pressured, I mean, when he's this, is when he's just
3: as made up. When he's, but like, what when are he's, the punters' stats, you guys? You, you, you're missing it. Yeah, it comes so down, down to punters, right now, but guys. But when we're talking about yeah, that, so and right,
0: and, but so passer rating in QBR, QBR just added more stuff to it to mm-hmm. bring down some of these other numbers. When he's pressure, when he's not under pressure, when he's throwing this, when the guy's wide open and blah, blah. I get all that epa numbers everything but at the end of the day you have to line up and punch the person in front of you in their mouth mike tyson said that everybody has stats i might get tired in the first round i might do this in the second round when i punch you in the mouth though it doesn't matter how tired i am and what my percentage of chance to win this fight was i won like that's 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 the big difference in this like you could say everything you want about epa and all this other stuff it doesn't matter they're 12 and 3 and they're winning those games why? Why are these teams that should beat them and have better EPAs or have better point differentials not winning games? Why are these other teams that oh, I mean,
2: why they are, are they
0: not getting first downs or why are they not doing this and they're not winning games?
2: Okay, let's let Peter let's let Peter get it, out his little, it, little wager and and because I know that Peter has has to go. He's got his own oh shit, his own life. Go. This has been this has been unbelievable. Um, Peter, what is your friendly wager? All right. So what I was trying to say 15 minutes ago, if the Vikings
1: win the Super Bowl, okay, I will come back on this show in a Justin Jefferson jersey and and tell you all how right you were and how wrong I was, right? Full mea culpa, I will I will say I was wrong. The Vikings are not frauds in a Justin Jefferson jersey, and I will gritty on this show. How about that? Okay.
0: Personally, Ron- I don't really care about that. Like winning a Super Bowl and wearing a jersey? Like, winning a Super Bowl, that's like tattoo territory.
3: Like, Ooh. the fact that you're wow. only willing to, like, wow, 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 I, I'd wow,
0: wear wow, wow. Aaron Rodgers jersey if the Packers yeah, beat the right. Vikings. Like, okay. it's not that serious to me. Locked on Vikings
3: like, tattoo, right cheek or left cheek? Totally up to you. No, no, Luke, me, Braun, you. Luke Braun is not going to be tattooed on my body ever.
0: <laughs> like, <you> ever. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like the, 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 the amount of, like, what you feel like a team can do shows in what you're willing to risk. That's that's how I look at that. So you can't go back and change it now. You've told us you really do feel like there's cuz doing the gritty and wearing the Justin Justin jersey like
1: I mean, look, you guys, if now. the Packers lose on Sunday, I might have to get off social media forever already. Ooh. Like we're already at that point. So like I don't I can, I'm not risking anything for th- for this week that I'm not already that I don't already have stake in, you know what I mean? Right.
2: I'm just
0: saying the Super Bowl like it, it's pra- it's very telling to what you think of the Vikings by what you're willing to risk. So Appreciate that, Loki. All right, well, the we got to get out of before. here. Peter and
2: Ron, um, we'll, we'll exchange addresses to get you Christmas cards for each yeah. other. I know that you'll be <laughs> sending those this out. This was
3: healthy. This was good. I hope I hope this game ends in a tie now, just for both of you guys. Today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, well, appreciate you, Peter. Appreciate you
3: guys. Later, Peter.
0: Thank you. Well, that'll do it for the roundtable today. It was a lot of explosive uh, talk, <laughs> fun talk, though. <laughs> uh, a lot of the outtakes. People, stay tuned to Locked On Sports Twitter because a lot of the uh, extras and the arguments are going to have to go there because we had a lot, and we don't want to bog you down with the arguments. Uh, so please check out those fiery, spicy comments. Uh, we didn't get to hit on the Gophers today, but we will talk about that next week. Gophers did win the bowl game against Syracuse by eight. Tanner Morgan did get to come in. Hollywood story, so we'll for sure talk about that next week and how Tanner got to ride off on a white horse. Vikings Packers, 325. Let's see what happens. Are these numbers gonna matter? Is the EPA and all that crap gonna matter, or are the Vikings gonna finally boat race the Packers again, and we can get Luke Bukowski—or sorry, Luke Bukowski—I put Luke Brown and Peter Bukowski <laughs> together because <laughs> that's, that's scary. pretty much that's, that's pretty scary. much what it is. Luke Bukowski, like that's who they are. <laughs> but I'm Ron scary. Johnson. That's <laughs> Sam Ekstrom. That's Luke Inman. and I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Have a great one.
2: A hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.